Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. I want to read you a scripture just as we get started. John chapter 15 verse 5 says this, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away, it withers. Then those branches are gathered up and they're thrown into the fire and burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Someone needs to hear that this morning. Jesus loves you. And maybe... Like a lot of people, it's only at Christmas time you think about Jesus. You need to hear this. He's more than a baby in a manger and a nativity scene and a figure of history that we remember once a year. He is the name above every other name and He loves you. He goes on to say, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. You know, I, I love this time of year. I love the Christmas season as we move towards and taking a few weeks off. And here in lockdown, uh, we uh, are living in the hope that the borders are open up and we can kind of get out and do some things. But I love this time of year. I I love Christmas carols. There are some Grinch, in fact, I have friends of mine who hate Christmas carols. I don't know how you can hate Christmas carols at Christmas time. But I love Christmas carols. I love movies, hanging around, watching movies. Maybe for you, you love Love Actually. Maybe that's your type of movie. I heard Pastor Luke loves Love Actually. Home Alone, Die Hard, One to Four, the good old classics of Christmas movies. I love holidays. I love road tripping, time to reconnect, spend with, spending time with the family, time to recharge. But I don't know about you, the closer you get to holiday, it's not the more relaxed I get. It seems to me the busier I get. The, there's task lists to be completed. There's work to be finished. There's preparations to be made. There's packing to be done. And it seems counterintuitive to stop and lean in in that time. And in fact, for me, there is the natural tendency, rather than to stop and lean in, I wanna push hard. If I can just push till that last day of work, if I can just push till we leave the driveway, if I can just push to get all that done, then that's the goal. And instead of leaning in, this time can become about push through and survival. But can I suggest that this time of year, particularly in this season, it's really important that we stop all the activity. Not that we don't do it, but that our focus is not that, but our focus is the one who we remember at Christmas time. His name is Jesus. And you know, church, I'm reminded daily at the moment with everything that's going on in our world that we need to be more dependent on Him 
than we ever have been before. What would life look like if we made a decision that as of this moment, I'm gonna become more dependent on who Jesus is and leaning into him. I love in the book of John, Jesus makes seven I am statements. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. Friend, he's a good shepherd. He wants to lead you and guide you into the life that he has for you. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this last statement, he says, I am the true vine. We just read it. These statements are about Jesus reminding his listeners that he is God, that he is not just a prophet, he is not just a good man, but he is God. In fact, when he says, I am, what he's referencing is in the Old Testament where Moses stood before the burning bush and he says to the burning bush, who shall I tell Pharaoh is sending me? The the burning bush says, tell him that I am is sending you. And one of the names of God is I am. It means I am self-sufficient. I am who I need to be for me to survive and everything else around me to to thrive. And Jesus is saying here, that's not just a bush in the Old Testament, but that's me. When you've got me in your life, you've got the I am in your life. And when he says, I am the vine, what he's saying is, you need to plug into me. You need to lean into who I am. Don't rely on your own strength. Don't rely on your own ability, but lean into who I am. You know that this COVID season, everything that's going on with our senior pastors at Papa P, Pastor Paul, we need more than ever to lean in to who he is. You know, Charles Spurgeon, who was an amazing uh, figure in church history, said this, God is too good to be unkind. He is too wise to be mistaken. And we, when we cannot trace his hand, We must trust his heart. I want to read that again. God is too good to be unkind. He is too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace his hand, we must trust his heart. You know that word abide? It means to remain, to stay to reside, to actively wait for. How do you actively wait? Well, it's not just sitting back waiting for something to happen. You ever seen a kid as they get closer to Christmas or closer to their birthday, that they can't make it come any sooner, but they, are, they have a lean into it. They have an excitement about it. They have an anticipation about it. I wonder when it comes to the things of God, you may not see the answer. You may not see what's happening. You may not be able to trace the hand of God, but can we trust his heart and with anticipation lean into what he's doing, lean into what he's saying and actively wait for him. You know, this week I had the opportunity to cross paths with Pastor Paul. And after talking about how he was and saying hi, he, these words came out of his mouth, but God. And this whole season for us is a but God season when it comes to Pastor Paul. We, know, we, know, we may not 
be able to trace the hand of God. Although if you talk to Pastor Paul or Pastor Luke, then you can see the miracles of God all the way through. But we may not see right now the biggest story, but God, we can lean into who He is. We can lean into, and then Pastor Paul carried on to tell me what God was teaching him through this season and the revelation that God is bringing through this season and the fact that God is gonna use this to see the kingdom move forward and people who were without hope have hope birth. Church, listen to me. That's an active leaning into who he is. And maybe you're not facing something like Pastor Paul's facing, but maybe you've got your own challenge. I wanna encourage you, don't become an expert on the challenge. I love what Pastor Marie said. We're not gonna talk about the cancer. We're gonna talk to the cancer. I wonder what's going on in your world. Don't just become an expert on the stuff. Talk to it and speak the word of God over it. Lean into who Jesus is over whatever's going on in your life. Message in a sentence. My strength is found in living in Jesus's love, not what I can do for him. Do you know that abiding is difficult? It's an exact contrast to our human nature. I wanna do something and I wanna change something and I wanna activate something and, and God may ask us to do that. It's I do this and I got this and, and I bought this and it's me and it's my and it's, it's all that. But God in this season is asking us, would we lean into who he is? You know, I found in my own journey when I know that I'm abiding in Him, and I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't have this down pat. There are times where I have taken up the responsibility that I've gotta make this happen, and then I've gotta make a decision. But Jesus, you called me to abide in you. I found that when I abide in Him, then the byproduct of that is joy, fruitfulness, purpose, alignment to who He is, empowerment. So here's my question today. How's our abiding? How's our leaning in to who he is? Do we have an active lean in? Are we remaining? Are we staying? Are we waiting on him? Or are we trying to do it on our own? When was the last time we took stock of how well we are abiding in him? Now, last year, Amanda and I had the opportunity to take uh, a road trip. We drove from Auckland all the way down to her parents, which are kind of just outside of Queenstown. And then we drove back. And uh, one particular day it was just Amanda and I, the kids were still at home. They were flying down to meet us. And we were about to head onto the desert road. We'd, I'd never done the desert road. And the desert road, I think, is about 103 kilometers long. And uh, my car, the little gas gauge on the car, said that I had 136 kilometers worth of gas left, petrol left. And uh, Amanda and I were in this, uh, let's call it a heated discussion. She desperately wanted to get off the motorway and find a petrol station so that we could fill up. And I'm saying, babe, it's okay. We've got 30 kilometers spare. We've got 30 kilometers enough. There's enough margin there for us to get those. So, so we head on to the desert. I, can, I can't tell you how intently I watched that petrol gauge every one of those 103 kilometers. Towards the end, I think we had about seven kilometers to go and the petrol light came on and I can just envisage myself sitting on the desert road explaining to my wife why I made the decision to run it so close and so short. I wonder what it would look like 
if we looked at our abiding gauge as intently as I looked at my petrol gauge at that point. I wonder if we measured how much am I abiding and resting in Him. Because here's the deal, I don't think any of us can ever stay at 100%. But the goal is not to have the red light come on and let us know we're running low. The goal is to, can we live a lifestyle of making the decision to lean in to who he is. So I want to talk to us today about how do I abide? What does it look like to abide? How do I make sure that in the busyness, I'm a mom and I've got a job or I own a company or I, I, I'm walking through challenge with my family or whatever it looks like, I've got a financial challenge. How, how, do I, how do I practically abide? day by day, how do I make the decision to lean into who he is? I'm gonna take it out of that scripture we read in John 15 and how do I abide? Number one, we read. John 15 verse seven says this, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You know, This book is Holy Spirit inspired. It may have been penned with the hands of man, but it was inspired by the Holy Spirit himself. This book is living and active. It's not a book that was relevant 2,000 years ago and ceases to be relevant today. It has truth in here that can speak right to your situation. It has answers that can bring a hope to whatever it is that you're facing. And I don't know whether you're a parent. I, when I first became a parent, one of my biggest concerns was, God, how do I raise a child? Then you gave me a girl. How do I raise girls? I can't tell you how many times that God has spoken to me out of this book. And can I encourage you that don't let this become something that you tick the box. I have friends of mine that I think are on like a 1,140 day streak in their YouVersion Bible app. It means that they've read their Bible every day for 1,140 days. That's inspiring. That's awesome. However, if I am reading my Bible because my plan says I've got to tick a box, it's a great start and keep doing that. But what if every time we picked up this book, we approached it with a God, would you speak to me? God, would you reveal who you are to me? I love John 1.1. It says, in the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made and without him, nothing was made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. In the beginning, the Word. Do you know what this is? It's the Word. This whole book is designed to re reveal Jesus to humanity. I love that part of that scripture that says, through Him, God made everything and brought life. 
Would you look at me for a moment? God wants to bring life to your situation through this book. God wants to bring life to wherever you find yourself through this book. Would you make a decision that one of the ways I'm gonna abide this week is I'm gonna lean in and I'm gonna read the word of God afresh with a fresh with a fresh commitment to, I'm gonna discover Jesus, not to tick a box, but Jesus, would you reveal yourself to me? I love what Pastor Paul says. Don't just, don't just read a Bible plan for the sake of reading a Bible plan. If, you go, if your Bible plan says read four chapters this, this morning and in verse two, you get a revelation, sit there, stop, wait, and say, God, reveal yourself to me. One of the things that I love about holiday times and breaks is the fact that I can get up in the morning, get a coffee, and for a week or two, I can take my time just reading and waiting. Now, I've got to be honest, I'm not Amish. I don't sit there with no electricity. But I find what works for me. I want to encourage you, find what works for you. Maybe it's worship. Maybe it's you need to get out into nature. Maybe you need to seclude everything and shut your bedroom door and just sit with God and say, God, would you reveal yourself? How do I abide? I read. Because the word is not just a book, it's who Jesus is. So number one, I read. Number two, I ask. John 15, seven, that scripture we read, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I love Psalm two and verse eight that says this, ask of me. And I will give you the nations as your heritage and the ends of the earth as your possession. Psalm 84, 11 says this. No good thing is withheld from those who walk uprightly. Now, one of the most precious things in my world is most mornings I'll get up and I'll walk out to the back of our house where we've got this patio area. We have these big chairs and most mornings I'll walk out there and I'll find Amanda with her Bible open, her journal there, the stupid dog on her lap, but anyway, that's aside. And she'll sit there and she'll be asking God. And it would be very regularly where at some point during the day, I'd have someone come and talk to me and go, I got this amazing text from your wife this morning. It was just encouraging or it was a verse or it was something she felt like God had spoken to her for me. And and the person would inevitably go on to tell me, and I can't tell you how much I needed it in that moment. How much of our asking is for ourselves? And how much of our asking is for others? Because Jesus came to give His life for others. So I think one of the greatest ways we can abide is to ask for others I gotta tell you Pastor Paul so inspiring the Wednesday night at Encounter Night where he sat up here he and Pastor Marie sat up here and told our church about the journey that they were embarking on he said 
We're believing for a miracle for me and for every person who's going through something. I believe with all my heart that when we have an asking that it's not just about me and my benefit, but it's about the benefit of someone else, that in that place we find the very heart of Jesus. We begin to abide in who He is. So number one, read. This week, would you read? Would you get into the Word? Number two, would you ask? Not just ask for yourself. Although ask for yourself, but ask for others. God, what do you want me to do? How can I use my life to help something? I may prefer to do this, but you're asking me to do this. So I'm gonna do this so that my life can count for someone else. And thirdly, how do you abide? How do I abide? We obey. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments. I've got a real sense that some of us are facing some things and we need a miracle. We need God to come through. We're at the place where, God, I've done everything I can do, but I need you to come through in this moment. I need to believe in your power because I don't have enough. You know that Jesus found himself in a situation very similar to this. It's the first miracle that he ever did. He was at a wedding where he was at the wedding of Cana and, and they'd run out of wine. You may go, well, that's first world problems. Yeah, but it has some pretty big implications in that time. And they were running out of wine and Jesus's mother said to him, hey, they're running out of wine and could you do something about it? Jesus said, my time hasn't yet come. But I love what Jesus's mother said to the servant. She said this, his mother said to the servants in John chapter 2, verse 5, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. You know, you could look at the story of life over 30 years. And I thank God for the leaders that God has given us. I thank God for a family that came 30 years ago, landed in Aotearoa to start a church with three boys under 10 years old. And we've journeyed 30 years and we've seen God do some incredible things. And we've seen some moments where God has shown up. Can I tell you that every major moment where God's done something phenomenal at life, whether it be the purchase of facilities, whether it be seeing miracles in people's lives, whether it be our legacy journey, every moment has been a result of hearing God and to the best of, not perfectly, but to the best of our ability, leaning in to what He is saying, not natural wisdom. I remember a few years ago, I was driving to one of our prayer meetings. It was one of the times where we had three prayer meetings in three different Wednesday nights. I think it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday was at North, Tuesday was at South, Wednesday was here and at Central. I'm driving to our South Campus. I prayed this simple prayer, God, I need you to lead me. Holy Spirit, would you show me something? I wasn't doing anything in terms of responsibility, that one. So during the prayer meeting, I was walking around. I saw this young lady and I said to her, hey, can I pray for you? She said in that moment, I wanna receive Jesus. Now, this is amazing. So I led her 
in a prayer in that moment. She encountered God for herself in that moment. I connected her with one of our other pastors. And then she said to me, hey, I'd love to come to the the conference you've got coming up. I said, oh, that's cool. We can do that. I'm going to get you a ticket for the conference. Let me get you a ticket for the conference. And then I drove away. The next night I was in Central. We weren't in this building. We're at our old building. And I turn up and there's, I don't know, maybe six or 700 people in there. And I'm walking around. I say, God, would you do it again? Would you use me again? I'm available, whatever you want me to do. I see this young guy in a prayer time. And I go over and I talk to this young guy. I'm like, hey, bud, how you doing? Tears streaming down his face. He's like, I really want to get to Get Smart conference at the time. Showed you how long ago it was. I really want to get to Get Smart Conference and I've been saving up, but I'm just a little bit short. I said, hey, bud, I tell you what, let me get you a ticket. He said, hey, can, can my auntie come as well? I live with my auntie. I'm like, sure, take me to your auntie. So I go and see the auntie. Talking to the auntie, she said, as I was coming to prayer meeting tonight, I was praying, God, please make a way for my nephew to get to the conference. And here we are. I said, hey, can we get you a family ticket? She said, yeah, well, could my sister come as well? I'm like, no problem. Let's introduce to your sister. So her sister comes over. The sister was the girl who I talked to the night before out at our South campus. And we were able to give two sisters and a nephew a family ticket to a conference. Why? Because God's that good. Friend, God wants to use your life if we would just obey what He's asking us. What are we abiding in? In this season, are we abiding in one o'clock press statements? Are we abiding in what everyone else is saying? Are we abiding in who Jesus is to lead us in to the future of what He has? Are we activating what He's called us to do? Because my strength is found in living in Jesus' love, not what I can do for Him. This week, would you abide? Would you remain? Would I remain? Would I stay? Would I actively wait for what Jesus wants to do in our life? Because without Him, We can't bear any fruit, but with Him, we can bear much fruit. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, church online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.